Welcome to the Paul Stone Sports Podcast. For over 30 years, Paul Stone has been seriously handicapping college football, college basketball, and PGA Tour golf. Over the past five seasons, spanning almost 600 releases, Paul has hit 55% against the spread in college football, gaining the respect of sports books and bettors throughout the world. He is monitored by highly respected the Sports Monitor of Oklahoma City. Paul has also won two major Las Vegas football handicapping contests and finished in the top four in two others. Each week, Paul will provide exclusive handicapping insights on the podcast. To receive Paul's exact picks each week, you can sign up for member-only access at paulstonesports.org. Now, on to the show. Hello, everyone. Uh, Welcome to the Paul Stone Sports Podcast, and I'm Paul Stone. Uh, Today's is episode 35, titled The Importance of Specialization. Uh, Many of you have been listening to the podcast since its debut almost nine months ago and were maybe even uh, familiar with my work prior to that. Uh, But I know some of you are perhaps listening for the the first time or have only uh, listened a couple of times to the podcast. So I want to give a a quick bio, just kind of um, outline who I am and and what my interests are and uh, what I'm trying to, uh, to do in this business. First of all, I'm a former sports writer. I've been seriously handicapping uh, sports for over 30 years, Uh, so I'm not a Johnny-come-lately or a Julie-come-lately, depending on how you keep score. Uh, Unlike some, uh, I don't bet on everything that moves uh, or has a scorekeeper. Uh, I don't crave action. I play to win uh, long term. Uh, Much of that approach, in my individual case, is rooted in specialization and selectivity. I specialize in three sports, college football, college basketball, and PGA Tour golf. You know, not that I, to be clear, not that I never make a play in another sport. Uh, You know, it's just not going to be my focus. And my stake when I do that is going to be, uh, you know, much smaller uh, in that sport where I've really maybe demonstrated no discernible edge or advantage. So I focus on those three sports, again, college football, college basketball, and PGA Tour golf. Without question, unequivocally, inarguable, some of the greatest athletes on the planet are on display in the NFL and the NBA. I rarely watch the former. I never watch the latter. Those sports don't intrigue me. You know, I have no passion for them. Uh, and while, you know, while I personally, I don't handicap these sports or have a taste for either, that doesn't mean, you know, others should do the same. Be like me. Everybody has their own interests. Everybody uh, is stimulated by, by sports in different ways. I mentioned my lack of attention to those major professional sports uh, with uh, exceptional popularity, especially the NFL. I mentioned, though, you know, my lack of attention again to stress a point. It's important to be a specialist if your ultimate goal is indeed to be a long-term winning sports handicapper. In my opinion, you can't ante up 11 to get back 10, participate in every sport on the board, and expect to finish with more than you started. 
you know, I think, you know, in determining your areas of specialization, you know, I think it's important to, you know, probably limit your number of sports like I do to three at the max. And again, that's if, you know, if your, if your goal is to become a long-term, you know, winner. Um, if it's not, you know, if you, again, a lot of people see sports betting, uh, as an escape, you know, just a time to get out with their buddies, drink a few beers, put a few twenties down. Uh, they see it as a form of entertainment and there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, that's a, uh, um, common way for people to engage in sports betting, um, a safe way. Uh, if you keep, uh, you know, keep the, uh, the stakes lower, uh, and certainly nothing wrong with that. But again, if your goal is to become a long-term winner at sports handicapping, I think you need to be a specialist. College football is my primary focus. And I'll say this, it's a year-round endeavor for me, a year-round endeavor of consuming relevant information made even more tedious and more work-intensive by the ever-changing nature of the game, most notably the transfer portal. I mean, it's almost impossible to keep up with even the significant roster changes as players basically participate in all-out free agency today in college football. So it's a year-round endeavor for me, you know, keeping up with college football, updating those rosters, uh, in turn regularly updating my power rankings based on these roster changes. The people who make these numbers, important to note that we're going up against, that I'm going up against, these people, one, they're not dummies. You know, they know the sport or the sports they're assigned to inside and out. And two, and I think this is very important, they have the advantage of having access to all the resources whether it's data, you know, personnel issues, you know, injuries, so forth and so on, even how I bet, how you bet. They've got it all at their disposable, disposable, at their disposal. So they've got all this information at their disposal. We have to work harder probably to get it. Even if we subscribe to a lot of different paywalls, a lot of different sites with a lot of great information, they still probably are going to have the advantage over each of us. So if you're going to overcome 11 to get back 10, bat 53.5%, hopefully better than that, you better be good. Damn good, in fact. So being a jack-of-all-trades and really a master of none is not a recipe for long-term success at sports handicapping in my opinion. You know, you might ask, you know, what sports should I specialize? And that's a great question. You know, it's really your first charge. You know, first of all, I think it's to your advantage if you have a great interest or a passion even for your sports of choice. The more you enjoy something, the less likely the research, and that's what it's about, folks, is research the less likely that research is to become mundane or stale. When something becomes mundane or stale, I think you're at a greater risk to fall asleep at the wheel 
if you will. When you're looking at that research and preparation, you're more likely, in my opinion, to miss something if it's not something you're passionate about. So ideally, your areas of specialization will also be ones you're passionate about. And secondly, I believe you need to establish a framework for how you plan to handicap each sport. What information, what statistics, and other factors you plan to prioritize in your handicap of the sport. And then, this is also very important in my opinion, make certain the needed information is readily and easily available. If you can't get the right information at the right time in the right format uh, for your style or taste, then you're fighting an uphill battle. And you never want to be spitting into the wind again when you're laying 11 to get back 10. You know, now for a few uh, odds and ends. Uh, you know, I'm admittedly, first of all, not an expert in buying points. You know, I'm sure there are some experts out there uh, who can lay out the math in very specific situations where they'll say it's favorable. But for most betters, especially novices uh, who are new entries into the marketplace uh, as legal legalized uh, sports betting is now spread to roughly 30 U.S. states, especially for novices, I think the best rule of thumb when it comes to buying points is this. And I'll keep it brief. Don't. Ever. First of all, you know, it's not my personality to ever make fun of someone. You know, we all have shortcomings or room uh, for improvement in virtually er every area of all of our lives. You know, I'm always going to be more focused on keeping my own house in order uh, than bitching and griping, you know, about someone else's warts or pimples and what they need to do. I'm a very uh, non-mechanical person. You know, I can't fix anything. I'm, I think I'm good with numbers. Uh, I think I'm a pretty reasonable person who can uh, operate under pressure and those sorts of things. But, man, mechanically, I can't do anything. You know, somebody could make fun of me all day long if they wanted to. I can, I can look at a simple thing, you know, and can't even put something together. You know, I couldn't put something together if I had to. <laughs> so that, that's one of my uh, shortcomings. And while I, I'm never going to make fun of anyone, I think it's important to share information, you know, in an effort to improve the overall sports betting acumen of everyone. So I'm, I'm somewhat hesitant in, in bringing this up to share a brief exchange I had with someone uh, recently regarding buying points. They might not listen to the podcast, but if they do, uh, based on the specific nature of what I'm going to talk about, they're going to know that I'm talking about uh, the conversation that we had. So, you know, understand that I'm just doing this as a, as a teaching point and not to, you know, point out anything about anyone. You know, this person recently, uh, I had provided a, a college basketball game total at under 149. Uh, at the time they got into the market, they could only find 148. Uh, and ask if I thought they should buy a point on the total up to 149 at minus 130 juice. You know, first of all, again, I'm not an expert on buying points, but I didn't even know 130 juice existed on buying a point on a college basketball total. I didn't know the tax was so high anywhere uh, when you're talking about buying a point on a total. 
you know, in my mind, there would never be an occasion uh, to do this, uh, given this set of facts. You know, sure, there's always going to be uh, the time where it gets you the push or even gets you the win, but never at a frequency long term to justify laying 130 juice on a college basketball total in the high 140s. Uh, this is the downside of the legalization of sports betting. Some states will have very uh, a very limited number of operators. And maybe some that maybe even have more than two or three operators uh, will offer um, betting opportunities that just are, are so out of line that, uh, that they don't give the better any opportunity uh, at long-term success, regardless of how hard they work. Uh, and that makes it very difficult. Again, my advice on buying points, keep it simple, don't. Uh, Now for this week's shameless plug, Uh, you know, after another successful college football team, uh, team, successful college football season, I'm kind of stumbling a little bit this morning, so bear with me. I hit 57% against the spread uh, combined in the regular season in bowls for the 2021 season. And after having a successful uh, college football season, my college basketball uh, is off to a really nice start. Uh, I am now 76-48-1 against the spread, 61.3% uh, through games played uh, yesterday, Wednesday, January 19th. I am recording as we speak uh, almost 10.30 a.m. Central on Thursday, January 20th. So through yesterday, again, college basketball, Paul Stone Sports, I monitored 76-48-1 against the spread. Uh, golf's my other area of uh, specialization, and I had four of five matchups in last week's Sony Open, uh, so off to a pretty decent start uh, on the links as well. There's unfortunately uh, in the sports service industry, as most of you know, a lot of unscrupulous uh, and quite frankly untalented Men and women uh, masquerading as sports handicapping experts these days. Uh, So I believe it's critical, even more so today than it was three years ago, to be transparent. So I choose to be monitored uh, by the Independent, uh, the sports monitor of Oklahoma City. Very few in this industry, again, choose to do this. Uh, I'll let you do the math. Uh, You should need a calculator for that. Uh, You can actually go to the Sports Monitor's website. You can easily access not only my season records through the years, but all of my individual releases, my game-by-game releases uh, in those individual seasons, Uh, what I believe is true transparency. College baskets, uh, remainder of the season, the price only $289 uh, through the national championship game. PGA Golf through Labor Day, only $279. You can get both for just four twenty nine, uh, please visit paulstonesports.org uh, uh, if interested. I hear people all the time say, you know, uh, it's not worth it to, to buy selections from anyone. And I believe that's a good general rule of thumb. But, uh, you know, take a look at my record and uh, my verifiable records and, uh, you know, kind of do them again, do the math. And uh, I think it kind of speaks for itself. We'll now go to a uh, selection in a college basketball game to be played uh, two days from 
uh, when I record. Again, I'm recording on Thursday, January 20th. This game is going to be played Saturday afternoon, this Saturday, January 22nd. I'm going to take a look at a Sunshine State rivalry as Miami-Florida hosts Florida State uh, Saturday afternoon. It's going to be a rematch of uh, ACC bitter rivals that uh, played just 11 days ago. Uh, Florida State won that first game, a back-and-forth affair. They won 65-64 to the Seminoles in Tallahassee. They failed to get the money, though. Uh, Florida State favored by six-and-a-half points in that game, so Miami got the money, but Florida State got the home win by one point. Uh, That defeat, uh, it represents Miami's only loss in its last 11 games. I believe the line maker and and the market – uh, frankly, continues to undervalue the Hurricanes, uh, even as we close in on the month of February. Uh, Miami won at Duke on January 8th by a couple of points. They spanked North Carolina uh, earlier this week uh, on Tuesday, January 18th. Spanked North Carolina by 28 points in their most recent game. I see the Hurricanes on Saturday at home against Florida State being favored by in the neighborhood of three points. I still feel that's too low. I think the Canes are going to continue to overachieve in the eyes of some. I just think they're simply, again, they're undervalued. I think the Canes defeat the Seminoles uh, by five points or more on Saturday. So uh, I recommend, again, taking Miami, Florida, uh, minus the points over Florida State uh, this Saturday in ACC action. Again, a little bit shorter podcast. I'm about to wrap it up. It's been a busy football season. Got college basketball and PGA golf uh, going on concurrently now. Working almost around the clock, it seems like. Have some other um, things in the in the works, some other projects that are uh, simultaneously happening. So uh, one of the reasons for having to keep things short is is my time element. Uh, the time that I have available to commit to the podcast, but I've had uh, a podcast every week since I started back in uh, May, and I'm going to continue to try to put something out every week to try to be consistent. Hopefully, you're getting something out of this, even if it's just one single nugget. Uh, You're not going to agree with everything I say, but that's not what this marketplace is about. You know, sports betting is about opinions, and uh, those opinions uh, are never going to be the same, even between... uh, uh, people who are successful, whatever the case might be, um, you know, we're going to disagree and um, I'm not going to call you names. Don't call me names. It's just, you know, it's the way this stuff works. And uh, everybody, ha- I hope, ha- has had a great start to the year 2022. Uh, hard to imagine that the first month of the year is almost to a close. I uh, have a great close to your week, a great weekend uh, and may, uh, you know, all your bets be winners or at least 55% or more of them be winners. Until next time, signing off once again, I am Paul Stone. Thank you for listening to the Paul Stone Sports Podcast. Make sure to subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast platform so you never miss an episode. And visit paulstonesports.org to sign up for member-only access to Paul's college football, college basketball, and PGA Tour golf picks and predictions. 